Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Oh, people at home! What's up with that? You ready? Look at the gods, the drugs from my generation, and it's a sex. The gods, the fakes, the fraud, the messing with me. Come on, come on, come on! Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. If I can be serious for a minute, for the love of God, stay away from the Dippin' Dogs! Move to the music, play like music, move it to the music, yeah! Acknowledge me. and gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI Podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am your podcast Jedi and the artist formerly known as Pizza Funny. Uh, once upon a time, I was a commissioner as well. Now, in my current day, I'm just a list maker, not a candlestick maker. But welcome back to the 341st edition of the DWI Podcast. The man, the myth, the legend, the other half of the world's greatest tag team never joins me as always. It's the architect. It's DPP. I heard you were uh, putting together a drink before. We were architecting it, uh, what, uh, the hangover for tomorrow? You know, when you spend two and a half hours at the bank, you kind of need a drink. Ah, uh, that, so. that's what you were doing. So you would have much rather met me this afternoon instead oh, of at the bank. I was like, yeah. I was like what, what fucking errand is going to take him more than two hours before the show here? Apparently opening Jesus. checking accounts is oh, very geez, difficult. me off? <laughs> Uh, that sucks. I'm sorry I had to go through that. It's like, it's like the, it's like two steps down from the DMV and w- one step below buying a car. It's it's one of those again where like like moving like I will it's never never gonna happen again. Like that's this was the bank I will die in, you know. 
Did you hear that bank of whatever? You could charge him whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And, and of course, on the show, the Michael Hayes of this podcast, the the, the Freebird rules man himself. His pipes are also velvet, and he's one of my great friends and, and a wonderful father. It's Christopher Platt. I could smoke a bag of that, man. I'm glad to finally be acknowledged. It's all good. And DP, you know, the reason you had the fucking titles or that you're a part of our tag team, but shut up. But the reason (laughs) it took you so reason it took you so long at the bank, man, is because you an Illuminati business. Everybody knows here that they (laughs) the Illuminati. And you know, you you can't just move shit around like that and you know, dealing with the normal folk, the common folk, and think there's not gonna be some situations and circumstances that shall arise. You know what I mean? I mean, I walked in with a handful of cash, man. It's not like they had to check anything. Yeah, did you? They were non sequential, non sequential hundreds. All right, like everything was legit. Did you give them the shake? I didn't give them the shake. You give them the shake. That's what happened. You you give them the shake. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, like like two hundred fifty thousand dollars in ones, fives, and tens. (laughs) Oh, you must you must be going to Mexico because you don't like the you know the exchange rate of the no, just unmarked. Put them in this bag. I didn't say he was a drug dealer, Tuddy. I said he was part of the Illuminati. <laughs> well, he, just, he just had a really good weekend planned, that's all. He had a John McAfee weekend. Let me tell you, if you're not watching the John McAfee fucking uh, documentary on... Mac and Row, baby. Oh, 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 never mind. No, like McAfee Antivirus, the guy who created Oh, got that, you, got you, got you. Okay. It's on Netflix, Sour 40-some Minutes. Watch it. It's fucking crazy, fucking crazier than any fucking movie. Anyway... Well, the, we, the John McEnroe documentary listen, on Showtime is good as well. Yeah, I've watched that one. That's good. He cries all the time. Big deal. Um, <laughs> pause. See, I summed it up right there for you. Enough about the three of us, the Triumphant Trifecta of Triangular Podcasting. We've been around forever. And by the way, small break here, uh, DWI Podcast, eight-year anniversary. So congratulations, Dan and Chris and AJ, wherever you are. I hope the move's going well. But I am yep. privileged to have a wonderful guest this week. He is one third of the Mindless Wrestling podcast. He's a he's a motherfucking genius, and I'll explain that in a second. <laughs> he is Rob the genius. Mister Rob Bonnet is on the show, and Rob, when you're on here, you are Rob the motherfucking genius. Okay. No problem. There we go. How's it going, Rob? Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks I for will. your list, and I'm thrilled to have you here to start the top 100. Well, thank you for having me. It's always good to be here, and I haven't talked to Chris in a while. We used to. Tear it down over on Outsiders Edge with Ray a bunch of times. So oh, yeah, we go we go back like spinal cords and car seats. So it's good yes, to see sir. you, brother. Not that we want to go back to car seats causing spinal cord injuries, but <laughs> I like the, I like the advancement we've had in life. Tell us about the Mind, Mindless Wrestling Podcast. That's you and DJ and man, I like, Jason. Chicken, Jace. I was gonna say Jace, and I didn't think that was it. it I, I was almost there, Jason. Um, yeah. You guys are knocking it out of the park over there. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. And uh, we've been doing it for, when did we start? Like, me and DJ started it in 2020. I'm sure a lot of people started podcasts during the pandemic. Sure. (laughs) So we started doing it then, and then Jason came on shortly after we started. And so we've been going since then, and you know we were just kind of out there. You know we were the one of the Outlaw Mud Show podcasts for a while before Greg picked us up. And we've been on with you guys. We've been part. We've been part of the family for well, a few months now. 
rocking and rolling, baby. Yeah, we so. actually, uh, we've actually just beefed up our content. I think we're, we're only have two days with, with only one content drop. I know at one point in time, I had a lot of time on my hands and we were dropping like three shows a day and I was doing like eight a week. And, um, <laughs> then we, then recently we, yeah, dude, it was fucking nuts. Um, Chris was a part of that. Dan was a part of that when we had everything going there, but I think we're getting back to bringing back a lot of the quality stuff. So I can tell you that right now, five days a week, besides Monday and Thursdays are the only days we only have one content drop. Those are bandwagon nerds and chair shot NFL. And I think those two kind of deserve a little attention right now. Um, And every other day you're getting two podcasts, which is great. Outsiders edges back. Mindless is crushing it. Talking the cake. New Force Order, a new Star Wars podcast is on the show, uh, on the network. So, uh, Chairshot Radio Network, all of your favorite streaming platforms, and of course, thechairshot.com. Always use your head. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash thechairshot. I think we've talked enough to take our first commercial break, gentlemen. So, well done. And, I, and I'm, and I'm going to just go ahead and get into the commercial break because as, as quickly as we're going to be done talking about the current day product, we're going to have a really good time with our second segment today. DWI Podcast 341, eighth anniversary edition. Congratulations, Chris and Dan, for sticking with me for eight years. Man, I don't know if you can do it for another eight. I challenge you. I doubled it. <laughs> I don't know why you telling me congratulations. I'm like the Billy Martin of the podcast. I've been fired and rehired like 86 times. So <laughs> Apparently, no matter what happens, you're going to be here. We'll be right back. I'm like back. herpes. Oh, oh man, what? <laughs> You're always about <laughs> Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, folks, right back here, DWI Podcast, ChairShot Radio Network, and don't forget about ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair. Pick yourself up a ChairShot t-shirt. They make a great gift as well. You can get it in soft style. It's an extra $5, but I can guarantee your epidermis will thank you. Chris, it's been a long time since you've tried to guess what the possible promo could be code could be over at uh pro wrestling tees.com forward slash the chair shot what do you think it could be right now i mean this is a dead ass season right now there's no dead ass season put that on the board all right that's one (laughs) (laughs) um nfl that's another one um yeah uh football Football? yeah it's probably football hey Hey. there you go or autumn autumn yeah Yeah. psych it's probably football all right, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Check it out. Gentlemen, what is in your brains as far as current wrestling product? Impact, AEW, WWE. Let's talk about the NXT is back to black and gold. And you know what? Let me just, here, I'll start the conversation and you guys can just jump in and, and, and do whatever you want with the rest of it. But it's hilarious because the day of that episode this week, uh, Tuesday, WWE NXT on Twitter tweets out 2.0 tweets out. What's your favorite part of WWE NXT 2.0? And I had the whole fucking tweet typed up and I didn't send it. 
and it said the moment it ends and goes back to black and gold and that would have aged really fucking well but just like mike vanderjack how do you spell vanderjack s-u-c-k-m-y-a-s-s i missed out and i didn't fucking think about it till the car ride home so you're not paraphrase uh paid manny your uh chill shots liquored up kicker <laughs> I am liquored up, but hopefully I won't be kicking anything tonight. I'm not putting soccer shoes on. I just thought it was. So I think you're not. You, you weren't. You weren't a fan of 2.0 PC. Uh no. I mean, I'm not a general fan of NXT to, to say, but it's just like you know what? When I pay attention to it, because I know what's going to happen, and I watch the big matches and I watch the pay per views, but I'm not watching that week to week. I mean. I read the filthy sheets, so. Because uh, of uh, well, for me, for me, I I like the two point because <clears throat> black and, the black and gold got to be too much for me. I got those, I couldn't do those thirty five minute main events with Gargano and Ciampa, and then Gargano and Adam Cole, and it, it was too much for me. Oh, I, that was that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, and I I mean. Once those started, it was just like, oh, man. I mean, it got to the point where I, you know, I'd watch Takeover, but then once, it, you know, I'd watch everything but those matches. So if that went on, if that if they went on last, it was an early night for me, because um, <laughs> I was, yeah, I just, man, no, I could not, I just couldn't do that with, you know, thirty-five minute matches. 20, so you like, so you like two point oh. Yeah, I mean, well, because to me, it serves its purpose. Um, it's developmental, so they have there are mostly new people there, and you get to watch them, you know, learn how to work and learn how to be a character, and they they actually, you know, they're giving everybody characters. So now, what do you expect? Do you expect a combination of both? Because I mean, that's what I see. I don't see the old gritty, you know, like you said, twenty minute, twenty five minute main events that we used to see on. The old black and gold. I mean, I think it just dep- well, it depends on who depends on whether they stick with the current roster. Because most of the people they have there now are kids, basically. You know, well, look, I'm 48, so if you're under the age of 30, you're a kid to me. Um, and, and most of the people they have there are kids. And, I think you're running. I think you're running second lieutenant to Dave. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> And they're all, and, and they're all green as hell. Most of them are. So if you, I mean, if you're if you're sticking with that type of roster, then you can't do the black and gold thirty minute main events and all that stuff. You can't do that because because right. these you know these kids can't do it, right? Um, now if they start, you know, so I'm hoping they stick with things as they are as far as the roster, and then the booking and all that will take care of itself. Um, if they start, you know, if they start flying in, you know, thirty-five-year-old indie guys again, then yeah, I, I'm probably going to check out. <laughs> Chris, jump in there. Yeah, I tried. I, I tried for <clears throat> several, several weeks. Plus, you know, I would go to Twitter periodically and see everybody so excited about NXT 2.0. It it just didn't make me moist, y'all. You know, like Rob alluded to, man. I mean, they 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 are green as goose shit. Is developmental. Honestly, I don't think that they, most of those men and women don't need to be on national cable television. They need time to develop and cook and figure out their characters, work that shit out, and, and you know, whatever the case may be. Like, they just need more time. 
uh, obviously there was a, there's a few diamonds down there. I think Carmelo Hayes <laughs> has a bright future. Brian Breaker obviously has a bright future, and there's a few of the women that also have bright futures. But ultimately, I, I just don't think that it needs to be on national cable television. This seems like it would serve its purpose better being like a, I don't want to say public access, but being more like a local thing, like on one of the local Florida channels or something like that. And then let them tour the, you know, the Southeast and get some reps under their belts and learn how to deal with different types of crowds and stuff like that. But as far as a national promotion, I, I, yeah, I think that's all bad. I don't think we need to see it. They must make enough money on it though, to continue doing the way oh, they're they doing do. it. Yeah. You know, like that's, you know, otherwise, yeah, I would agree. Like, like maybe like, you know, keep it like a ring of honor level type of thing, but it's, but I guess a little less because yeah, it is, it should be more of a developmental territory or whatever and i think hbk's little video package that they did pretty much i think in a sense solidified it you know he he said in there like this is for developmental this is you know these are guys that are going to be working on their craft and then moving on and that's what it's going to be and that's what it should be and that also solidifies the fact that nxt is not going to be back to the level of smackdown and raw like we talked about like they were at one time when they were doing the survivor series so i i just i don't see that being the case anymore either which is fine so yeah, pc sorry my audio cut out for a second i hope you guys can hear me am i good to go here now again yes, sir. yeah I can hear you. as long as dan can hear me that's what really matters <laughs> he's the one recording um you know I, and i'm not sure if you guys touched on it briefly but nxt has nothing to they don't benefit from being the third brand. They benefit from being the feeding brand yes. because the expectations are lower and the people always root for the underdog. Look at, look at the, the, I like to call it the loud minority. And it's the people that it's like an AEW kind of thing. It's like this, this, this very small amount of people that are so fucking loud, you think there's a ton of them, but just don't pay attention to them because they're just they're just wrong. They're just annoying and they're just out there for the wrong <laughs> reasons, right? And I mean, I sound like an asshole, but I put it out there on Twitter this week. I'm a 41-year-old white male American, and I'm a WWE guy, and I think Impact is solid, and I, and I only give you my specifications just so you can know who i am and you know and what i how i perceive wrestling right because everybody perceives wrestling different and that's not a bad thing it's just everybody should be tolerant and 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 non-judgmental and that's a problem it's a problem with media right now and and we talk about and bandwagon nerds and there's all this review bombing and shit like that it's just stupid it's out of hand so i guess the point is if it's if it's it's what you like, then like it. If it's not what you like, then change the channel. The negativity can just move along with the next. Oh, yeah, because, look, I mean, I grew up, I, mean, I cut my teeth as a wrestling fan on, on 80s WWF and Jim Crockett NWA. Um, so that's my wheelhouse, that type of stuff. I, you know, if, if you fit more into that category, then. And, and where did you live growing up? I, I grew up in Maryland in PG County, so I got the. So you the, had all the East Coast, and you you had some of the South <laughs> Southern wrestling too, there yep. a little bit. So at one point, I mean, you know, through the magic of cable and all of that, um, yeah, I got 
you know, NWA, WWF, AWA when it was still going. Uh, Bill Watts, you know, Mid South got that for a while, and then on ESPN they were, you know, they showed some world class. So I, they had the Vegas wrestling. Who was yeah. out in Vegas? Remember that was that? AWA. That was, a, that yeah, was AWA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was AWA where uh, Sean and Marty barely survived getting, you know, coked up out there in <laughs> Vegas every, every week, right? Not <laughs> the best. Yeah, maybe. Uh, oh, oh my goodness. Maybe they should have paid them after they were done working and not before. Yeah, because I forgot, was it Sean that said it? One of those things that they said you get your money in, in cash or you get it in uh, uh, grams or something? Or yeah, something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not good. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah and, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Ralph. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, I have kind of, so for me, you know, I have my own kind of specifics on, like who looks like they should be champion and, you know, and I need the action to look as real as it possibly look. So I'm not big on the, you know, the flip you do shit. You know, I, you know, I see Will Osprey going, I want to puke. Um, but yeah, but you know, so I got, look, I got my preferences and my specifics and, you know, I mean, everybody else has theirs. And like you said, just, you know, be respectful. <laughs> don't, you know, I'm not a hater because I don't like your, you know, whoever it is you think is the greatest thing in the world. And you know, I'm not a hater because they just don't do it for me. And, you know, and vice versa. You know, and, we're going to get in and we're going to get into more of that when we kind of start the top 10 here. The last thing I want to get into is you guys talked about it in the pre-show here is it looks like at, well, what is it? Are we on eight now? Is this seven or eight? It was Jamming to say an eight, the battle in Kuwait. I really wish they could take the show to Kuwait because it just flows so perfectly, does it All not? Right. Good, I didn't ruin it in the chat because I was trying to remember. I didn't know if it was seven. So seven was uh, jamming the sand. Seven, all virgins go to heaven, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah jamming you, the sand. Jamming the sand. They're all six. the afterlife. Just keep flying in planes. But yeah, go ahead. What, we, what are we talk about now? <laughs> jamming the sand six, back in the mix. Jamming the yes. sand five. All the way live. Well, I have Jam in the Sand 4, back for more Saudi fuck money. That's Jam in, <laughs> yeah. the Sand, Jam in the Sand 3. What was Jam in the Sand 3? Because 2 was Jam in the Sand 2, Electric Boogaloo, and then Jam in the Sand. Yeah, yeah. Jam in the Sand 3. More fuck money? Yeah, was it was. And because 4 was back for more fuck money. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. All right, there you have it. I promised a uh, certain DM speed they would might hear that today. So, yeah, we're right back. I just wish they would relocate the show to Kuwait because it just flows perfectly. You know what I mean? What am I supposed to do, man? That's right. <laughs> All right, so Logan Paul against Roman Reigns is that what I'm hearing? Yes, you're correct, sir. Wow, Dan, <clears throat> I want your thoughts because we've been doing this for eight years, and now a social media superstar. Am Logan Paul. Granted, there's some surrounding credentials. Uh, I say that laughing. Uh, going up against the, the longest tenured WWE champion since Hulk Hogan uh, in the 80s. What, 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 Dan? We grew up together. We've been doing this since <laughs> the mid 90s together. What are your thoughts on this? Which which terrible soundbite do you want? You want this? One? <laughs> I, 
<laughs> or do you want? Come on, Dan. Or do you want? Oh, great! Isn't this magical? What do you mean, really? You want to see, like, really? okay? Yes. Would oh. you rather uh, Tyson? Would Tyson Fury be better? Did you enjoy <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez? Like, do we yes, really need? Did, do we need? Why? Why does Logan Paul get this? Why? Just because he's the one that's going to make the most money. Because they have nobody else. Because Randy Orton's hurt. Is that right? Ding, 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 ding. All right. Okay, great. Okay, great. Now, now, that's an easy path to exactly why this is happening, right? And and you can throw in other small things, and we will, about Logan Paul, the people on this show today that think there could be benefits outside of just the money. But, Dan, I think there's a lot of people that agree with you. Okay, then what is your path from here to WrestleMania for Roman Reigns, since you don't like that path, uh, he could hang out at Disneyland, I guess. And let me, and let me, and let me, just since I won't get to do it at any other point of the show today, crack one open for this. I don't know. I don't know what the path is. I well, you got to have an opponent at Extreme. You got. I guess you don't even have to have an opponent at Extreme Rules. You got to have an opponent at That's Jam the good. Sand. You got to have an opponent at. Probably, uh, he's probably in a Survivor Series match with the Bloodline. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah probably day one you don't. Uh, so I need a I need a match for him and a storyline uh, to jam in the I sand need, up the Royal Rumble and then and then, then back and, in who, so, and yeah. who's he got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, what do you got? He needs two matches between now and WrestleMania, and who's he got at Mania? Because you don't like what they're doing. Because clearly, what we're all going to say is. Logan Paul makes the money. He's looked really good. He's got the passion. And what else are they going to do in between now and then is what the three of us are going to say. And if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, Rob and Chris, before Dan tells us what he wants so I can buy a little more time for him. <laughs> Cleveland's own, baby. Cleveland, man. All we do is produce main eventers, baby. That's what we do. And That's I'm not against what we do. Listen, and I'm oh. not against what Dan's about to say and why he's against it, bro. Right, but I just want to give him a little time because now he's thought about it. He's had plenty of time now. Dan knows what the fuck's going on. He's one of the. Dan was probably the highest percentage on the old chair shot staff for the WWE pay per views. To be honest with you, remember when we used to do oh, that? That we was used a to lot pick of work him. For me. Yeah, we used to keep track. Yeah, yeah, that took me for <laughs> uh, just like this stuff. But you know, uh, go ahead, Dan. What would you do different? What What's your storyline then? I don't know how necessarily much of a storyline it is, but I, I mean, AJ Styles is out there. You brought back Braun Strowman. You could have, you could throw him in there because we know basically at this point, none, nobody's, he's not dropping the title until at least WrestleMania, right? It's either it's going to be Cody Rhodes, right? Like we all assume, but yeah, okay, okay Drew McIntyre, let's take it easy, AJ. <laughs> If Maybe. Rock wants to do it and he wants the title involved, then that's no, going to you don't need the yeah. No, but if The Rock comes in and says, fine, I'll have this match because I want to have this match, but it's for the fucking title. It's at WrestleMania. It's my last match. It's going to fucking happen. Yes. And, and look, can I jump in here? This whole doesn't need to be for the title as much garbage. Why in the hell would he come back? To, 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 I mean, kayfabe in real life, why, why would he come back and not have a title match? Why? Okay, we're talking. Why, 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 so we can have so somebody else can get a turn with a title match. That's all it is. People want they want they want Cody to have a turn. They want Drew to have a turn. They want this guy over here to have a turn. 
Okay. Well, if, if we're talking kayfabe, it's yeah, Rob, preach, brother. Rob, we're talking oh, kayfabe. Chris, shut the fuck up, Rob. You were saying what were you saying, Rob? Lafarve ain't wrestled since 2012. What constitutes him getting the fucking rock? He's not gonna win the title. All he has to do is come out with a flamethrower and torch his fucking letters of his name, motherfucker. Do we do? Do, we, do I need to go find what he tweeted at Philip Jack Brooks back in the day? Yeah, about Chris, that? does he need to go find it? Huh? <laughs> okay, because your man Philip Jack Brooks was complaining about that too. Okay, and it's the same thing because he's the Rock. Damn it, that's why. Okay, I can't argue that. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, look, no- look. is your nose fucking broken? You can't smell it. Look, look, man, look. When 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 Tyson got out of prison, what did they do? They gave him like one tomato can fight. And then they put him in title matches. Why? Because he's Mike Tyson. Name that guy's name. He's a oh, Irish. He's a white Peter Irish. Peter McNeely. Yeah. Oh, baby. Because okay. I. Dan appreciates that. We're big boxing. Okay, guys. so let's. Okay, so let's bring back Heath Slater, and it could be rocking Heath Slater at uh, Royal Rumble, and then he could have his title match at Mania. Look, I, mean, Dwayne, I, I am not about Patrick O'Dell muting you. James but I will mute you for the second time ever in the history. Listen, man. Look, look. Show. Dwayne can only work one match w- without tearing every muscle in his body now, okay? <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. A lot, yeah, of, work, so a lot of work before the bell, a lot of in and out of the ring, and then maybe a whole bunch of fucking of pomp and circumstance after, and posing. we got a good eight, nine minutes. Yeah, so look, um, you, don't want him, you don't want to risk him tearing everything in you know, the, the match before WrestleMania. So he's coming back. He's going to do that one match, and then that's going to be it. All right. Does anybody else have anything about the current day product they want to talk about? Because we got something really special to get into. Dan, I see you. Oh, I got a question. Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Okay. You guys team punk or team bucks in this whole mess? Team neither. Oh. I'm team. I'm team authority. Because <laughs> I'm the fence. Oh, you are. You're the Illuminati. Of course you are. Honestly, I'll tell you what I am, Rob. I'm team whatever gets any of them to WWE because that's where I want to see people. You I'll know what? Fuck it. I'm team punk. I, I, I am unapologetically team punk. Fuck it. I said it. I said it. My crap. Oh. Fuck it. But like I don't enjoy listening to millionaires and billionaires argue. I really don't like much care about listening to hundred thousand two millionaires argue or whatever the fuck those idiots are worth. So they're millionaires, but I don't. I don't who cares? <laughs> You're, get over it. You're a get, you fucking half of it's bullshit too. By the way, right? Well, look, I'm look, I'm a certified That's... CM Punk hater, and in this, this case, is, I'm on. This is gonna be a problem. I wish I had my sound today. You, yeah. You'd be listening to fucking cult of personality right fucking uh... now. <laughs> and because look, look, I always like pointing out that you know Sid Vicious had two WrestleMania main events and CM Punk had none, <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> That that's um, some real hater shit. I mean, you ain't raw, but that's some hey, real hater man. shit. <laughs> Sid, but Psycho Sid is the man. The rules. The rules. <laughs> but, um, even even Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor got a media made of it. Now, see, see what you look what you doing, Rob. Now I'm hating. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Mizanin has more main events than Philip <laughs> okay. Oh, you yeah, you're not gonna yeah. I'm a Miz fan too. Oh, all right. oh no! And look, no, I absolutely love that Miz has a main event and that Punk was all salty about it, and then he never got one. Trust me, I loved it. But got his ice in this particular case, in this in this particular case, I hate Matt and Nick Jackson even more. Um, I hate them as wrestlers. They're everything that's wrong with ring work to, nowadays to me. Um, I can't stand them, and they sound like they they sound them and Kenny both sound like some. Old passive aggressive whiny little bitches, and 
Ring the bell. Okay. Man, we got to get Andrew Belaz on with Rob next time. Dan, <laughs> and um, we'll, we'll, go the, ahead, the, Rob. Finish finish your point quick, okay. and then we'll go to Dan. And then we got to get to commercial. They rolled up on that man seven deep and got their ass kicked. I'm okay, so I'm always with the person. <laughs> you know, okay. Watch out for the chair. Oh, Terry Funk enters the room. My eye. Oh, my eye. Shout out to A Steel, man. You yes, see, popping <laughs> off. My woman's in the room. My boy's in the room, and there's a dog in the room. Yeah, I'm coming in there swinging chairs and biting motherfuckers, too. Hell Let yeah. shit pop off in Amber in the room. You don't think I'm coming in biting motherfuckers and throwing chairs? you damn right I am. All right, Dan, before this gets even more on fire, so we can go to commercial. Make my quickly. point, and I'll go to commercial. <laughs> no, just uh, come on, what were you going to say? No, I'll go to the uh, – It's uh, going back to the NXT changeover is – so when NXT 2.0 and Vince McMahon – decided to go NXT 2.0 and he had Braun Breaker come out and literally kick down the old NXT logo to like say like okay this is this one's over it's time for a new era we need to do the same thing with NXT 2.0 you brought up the flamethrower that's exactly what I want to see is the old multi fancy color NXT 2.0 logo Braun Breaker come out with a flamethrower make it black with fire on the sides <laughs> for the old black and yellow let's do it I got something better all right. I something better. How about Slim Jim sponsors him again, and he slaps into a Slim Jim, and the whole thing explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't infringe on the Macho Man's gimmick. <laughs> Excrunchate. All right. We're going to commercial DWI 341. When we come back, we will begin to unveil 91 through 100 of the Chair Shot 100 DWI podcast, Chair Shot Radio Network. We'll be right back. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. 100 of the finest male wrestlers around the globe from any company in the WrestleMania era. And a lot of people ask me, when does that start? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Whatever storyline build you want going into 
85. So if it's 83 and a half or 84 and you got some longstanding shit, fine. Um, it was so fun for me to accumulate these lists from nine uh, of, of finest people that help out over at the chair shot. Let me run it down. We have lists from Dr. S'mores, Kyle Moore's, uh, the IW War Chief, IW War Chief, and and uh, <laughs> lifelong villain of Christopher Platt, uh, Andrew Belaz. Joey Bag of Donuts. What a good friend Joey has has just come into our 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 uh, chair shot realm lately. Coming on the show and everything else. Joey's got a wonderful Twitter feed. He's been voted best Twitter feed by Pittsburgh twice. Nice. Uh, so it's a pretty big thing. So follow him at Joey you're, Bag Donuts OV, by the way. Go ahead, Chris. You're, you're welcome, Joey. I <laughs> We're voting. The MVP he voted, run. He voted <laughs> you know once. Yeah, Joey won by yeah. a thousand. He, and Platt's he, like, you're welcome. He, yeah, way. he got the Velvet yeah, Pipe Rub, baby. Pipe yeah, <laughs> Rub is a real thing, baby. I, yeah. I won by 4,000. And Platt's like, you owe me a beer next time I see you. Uh, <laughs> Steve Cook, you can find his weekly NFL betting picks. Uh, fantasy football player extraordinaire was in a fantasy football league with him one year, and I lost him in the championship. That's son shout of a out bitch. to I, Cook. Shout out to yeah. Cook too, man. He he, uh, him and I are the resident uh, Louisville University of Louisville basketball fans of the chair shot. So shout out to Cook. He also follow. He also writes for. Uh, he writes professionally uh, for uh, uh, a content provider that. Uh, Gives you everything you need to know about the Nashville Predators. Big hockey fan as well. Dave Ungar, Platt's Consigliere, Attitude of Aggression, the Big Four podcast, Bandwagon Nerds. You all know Dave Ungar, best friend of the DWI podcast. I can announce right now that Dave Ungar, he might be on here and there from week to week coming up with, but Dave Ungar is the sole guest for the reveal of the top 10 of the Chair Shot 100. I think that's only fitting. I think DP and Chris would also agree with Dave Ungar being the guest for that. So I'm just going to let everybody know that publicly right now. Christopher Platt, DP, myself, and Rob, the motherfucking genius as well. Those are your nine people that provided a, a list for you. So I can't wait to get into it. These guys know top, that 91 through 100. Also, everybody that provided a list knows 91 through 100. Nobody else is going to know that until you're listening right now and after this podcast is aired. Cheers. Airshot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms. Let's get into it, gentlemen. Coming in at 100 with 131 points. La Parca, L.A. Park, <laughs> L.A. Park, hey, if you'd like, however you want to call them. That's all I hear. Yes. Oh, I think you can down. All right. I got La Parca's theme right here. Around the horn, we'll start with the guest. Rob, did you have him on your list? And what are your thoughts of L.A. Park? Okay, well, he's not on my list, but... Oh, man, I look, I, I love LaParker. LaParker was one of my favorite luchadores back from Nitro days. And the whole thing with the chairman and, you know hitting people over the head with the chairs and all that stuff. And then later on, I mean, in uh, MLW, like, you know, he's about 100 pounds heavier, and he's just like a straight-up, like, brawler now. And he's, I mean, he's still fun to watch there. So I, I didn't put him on my list, but, look, I got no problem with him 
unless you're not going to get any argument here because L.A. Look, he with as the Parker or L.A. Park now, he's definitely one of the most hundred most fun people to watch over the past forty years. Chris, totally agree, man. I did not have him on my list. As a matter of fact, I actually had Juventu Guerrero at this hundred spot. I feel like. Know, is, do you know how many other people <coughs> had Juventu Guerrero on their list? Tyler? You've already told me. <laughs> Zilch, zip, zero, nada, none. It's gonna be yes. fun. Gonna be but so I mean, fun. but Lance I feel like so mad all the time. Yes, I am, because I feel like Hoover too, man. He kind of gets lost in the shuffle, man, because obviously everybody big up Ray Mysterio, and for obvious reasons, but he's right there with Ray Mysterio and Psychosis. Hoover too is right there as I'm one of the guys, one of the the Mexican luchadors <laughs> that came over here to this country and really, for better or worse, revolutionized wrestling. Like that's kind of. That luchador style—that's pretty much like the prevailing style of wrestling nowadays. Whether, you know, whether good, or bad, right or wrong, and you know, the only thing that stood in his way was him, because he was, you know, he he was who he was. But I, I can't be mad at Laparka being on this list, man. I mean, this Melon Farmer got over in WCW and never spoke a goddamn word. So right. I, I, yeah, I can't be mad at that. Before I kick it over to DP to finish off our thoughts about Laparka, I would just want to run down some of the titles he held: Triple A Latin American Championship. Uh, the CMLL World Tag Team Championship. Like uh, Rob said, he was an MLW World Tag Team Championship. He held the Mexican National Light Heavyweight Championship four times for a total of 529 days. Well, he wouldn't qualify for that now. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, he's, you know, he's got a history. So, uh, just, to, just to give everybody their props when their turn comes up here, because I think it's a really fine, kind of fun thing to do in here. Um, I guess the last thing I'll give you is that, yeah, Right now, billed at 6'1", 299 pounds. He is currently 56 years old and still wrestling. DP, round out the discussion here on La Parca. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed his style. I actually had him on my list when I was making it out like to decide if he was going to make the 100 or not, and he, he didn't make mine. But uh, I definitely enjoyed watching him in WCW. I loved it. He's just entertaining as shit with his dancing and yeah, the chairs and all that stuff. So. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to argue that he's making the list because he definitely was on my list there, but just didn't make my top 100. So, all right. Well, let's get into number 99 then. Bobby Eaton comes in at number 99, and Bobby Eaton and Laparca had the same a number of points accumulated across all nine lists. The first tiebreaker was who was on more people's list, and Bobby Eaton was on more people's list than LaParka, so he takes the 99 spot. <laughs> LaParka, Bobby Eaton, six foot two thirty-five, sixty-two years old when he passed away in 2021. I think a lot of people will remember him from the early WCW days and a lot of other Southern wrestling promotions. As far as titles go, let's run a few of them down that he held, most of them earlier in his career. I know that he was definitely a WCW tag team and television champion. Guys, he also won the United States Tag Team Championship three times. I didn't even remember that being a thing. UWF was a thing. He was in there and hold, oh boy, half a dozen NWA belts across the South. What are your thoughts on Bobby Eaton? I remember the colorful tights and the long blonde mullet with the mustache. Actually, I would love to hear Rob's thoughts on this beautiful Bobby Eaton because he's the Midnight Express and the Jim. Uh, you watch a lot of Crockett promotions and stuff too, right? So you probably have seen quite yeah. a bit of him. Uh, yeah, well, he was on he was on my list. 
Uh, for my money, he was the best as far as just being a tag team partner for people. Um, he was definitely, I'd say, the best one before, you know, if you're talking pre-2000. Um, he's definitely the guy. I mean, it was I mean, him and Dennis Condry, him and Stan Lane, him and Arn Anderson. And then, you know, and then going back again, he was in the, some of the other Southern territories before even I started watching. He was partners with a few other people. Um, you know, and then he was TV champion in WCW. But yeah, I mean, he was the tag team partner from the, during the 80s and early 90s. And <clears throat> Like, I mean, you have to really see, watch him to appreciate it. And because, and the way he went from Dennis Condry to Stan Lane, and there was no, there were no hiccups. Like, because, look, Dennis was there one week, and then the next week he was gone, and Stan was his partner. And they, were, and they didn't miss a beat. In fact, they got better. And then, you know, later on he was with Arn Anderson, and, and he teamed up with, uh, you know, uh, William Regal for a while also. I mean, I mean, that guy, you know, I mean, just <clears throat> they they had so many innovative moves. Uh, and then he did, you know, he did the leg drop off the top rope. He did, he did the elbow off the top rope. I mean, he, I mean, when I was talking about stuff looking real, I mean, he threw those punches, like those things look real as hell. And back in the old TBS studio, I mean, you can watch some of those squash <laughs> matches. And there's video of him just chucking guys through the ropes and him hitting the floor hard as hell. Um so look, I can look, I can talk about Bobby all day, man. Bobby, I mean, Alabama Jam. Yes. Uh, tra- trained by Toji Yamamoto and Gypsy Joe Platt. What do you remember <laughs> about Bobby Eaton? So, if you all re- recall, and you should, I was a Crockett NWA slash WCW guy growing up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Obviously, I watched WWF, but I preferred that good old fashioned Southern wrestling. That 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 was my jam. That that was my preference. And when you talk about Bobby Eaton. I'm just happy he's on the list. I had him. I have him on my list. I have him a little bit higher on my list, but I'm just happy that he's on this list and getting his flowers. He was an amazing wrestler, and not only that, he was an amazing person. Like I, I haven't heard anybody say a foul word about Bobby Eaton. Uh, Midnight Express, the Conjury era was a little bit before my time, so I remember him with Sweet Stan Lane. But their feud with the Rock and Roll Express that was legendary. They made money all over in, you know, various territories. That was a main event feud. And the Midnight Express were a main event tag team. And I also recall, like Rob said, he had one of the best right hands I've ever seen. And I also recall watching him on main event at 605 on Sundays having, you know, wrestling matches for the TV title. I recall I call him and Flair had a damn good match. I can't remember if it was main event or uh, WCW Saturday night, but they had a damn good match in yes, which sir. the le- he goes, Flair wanted to put him over, but the company said, no, man, you got a title match coming up, man. You can't be putting this Mellon Farmer over. But Bobby Eaton was an amazing talent, amazing wrestler, and I'm just happy that he made the list. So so kudos to everybody. Let's move on to number 98, and I'm sure DP has music for this one. DP, I know you'd love to slam a tornado. Uh, you know, I'm going to believe that the only reason Matt Hardy's on this list is because I put him at number 47. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I mean, no. I, think... I don't know. Like, I really there think... There were five people 
five people had Matt Hardy on their list. He, uh, for a guy that was a tag team specialist for the longest time with Jeff, didn't seem like he was going to be any any part of any kind of a good singles wrestler when Jeff Hardy went on his own and he was clearly the you know the Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty kind of look you know Matt Hardy turned himself into like he created these characters that were great I mean you think I mean in recent memory like what was better than Broken Matt Hardy I mean that character took over you know wrestling it was so over don't look at me like that you son of a bitch. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Delete. Yeah, there's a reason delete, we have a sound Delete. Bite. Ah, yeah. I guess you know his did. one-sided feud would impact though, so you know Tony's gonna hate. Oh, no, no, but the thing is, he did create like uh, the, the inanimate, inanimate object that had the single greatest AEW fucking promo ever with Chris Jericho, like the drone. <laughs> His drone and Chris Jericho's promo was AEW's like that's AEW's like defining hour. Well, and those cinematic, the cinematic matches that he started with that stuff, you know, and then how that kind of took off and became a thing for quite a while there and worked really well at the pandemic for a lot of people. So, I mean. I think what Matt Hardy did is for wrestling is actually pretty goddamn impressive. I agree, and I had Matt on my list. I, I didn't have him as high as you, damn. I think I had him at like 96 or 95 or something like that, but he definitely deserves to be on this list, and the Hardys are a legendary tag team, and Matt was the brains behind the operation, so he deserves to be on this list. Rob? Um, look, Matt Hardy's one of those guys who just didn't do it for me. Um, you know, I, I, you know, respect what he accomplished and all of that as a singles performer. Yeah, you know, I respect, you know, the, the Broken Matt Hardy stuff. I know a lot of people, you know, really dug that. It wasn't my cup of tea, to be honest. So, yeah, you know, I'm not going to dispute him making a list, but he wasn't on mine. And, yeah, because he, look, he just, yeah, he just don't do it for me, man. You know. I had Matt Hardy at... <clears throat> 77 and you can't deny what he did was a tag team you can't deny that if it wasn't for him there wouldn't be a hardy boys like he's the older brother you know um he 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 was a very very good winning mid-card titles too as well like very entertaining with what he did in his storylines in wwe underrated as he moved on never could reach that ultimate goal that he had but he went on and Made you pay attention outside of WWE at what he was doing when he was world champion. So I give him that, and uh, I'm glad he made the list, to be honest with you. Let's move to 97. Oh, I'm not bad, Tony. Can I just ask Rob a question just real quick, man? Because he's he's from the DMV area. I can't – nobody else can remember this. Do you remember there was this public access channel? So it was PBS, but it wasn't PBS. But it was in the early to mid-'90s. So Monday – Shut up. EP. Shut up, Tony. But like <laughs> on Monday, they would show the Von Eric territory. Uh, Tuesday, it was WCW. Wednesday, it was AWA. Uh, Thursday, it was WWF. And then Friday, it was Glow. Do you remember this? Do you remember any of this? Because yes, I remember I, 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 I used, early, I, I used early to Saturday it. morning, it was BPW. <laughs> no, used, it was Monday through Friday. Yes, because I, I used to watch all of those on there. Yes, I do remember. My man, me too, man. I was a latchkey kid. So when I got home, you know, because they come on at like 6 o'clock, right? Yep, yes, sir. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the channel? Oh, man, that 
I don't, because it, it was because that was the same one that used to show the the SEC uh, tournament, and then they <laughs> they'd run like a fundraiser the weekend of the SEC college basketball tournament. It was like Channel Fifty Four, I think. Was it run? Was it run by Matt Hardy? Big Petroleum Productions. You it was either, and we pump oil. Uh, it was it was either forty five or fifty four. Okay, so I'm not going crazy. I'm just nah, glad nah, that you're somebody not, else remembers. Yeah. Come, come down to the shoreline and clean the oil off the ducks. They're not going to clean it off themselves. British Petroleum <laughs> and body presses. <laughs> Wrestling and waterworks. I apologize, Teddy. I mean to cut, cut you off, man. I just, I, I got a fellow. I need to ask Dave about that, too, but I don't know if he was still there you know, in his formative years. But but go ahead, man. 90-whatever the fuck. 97. 90-whatever the fuck. Dragon. Comes in at the 97 spot. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on Ultimo Dragon? Who would like I mean, when you think of some of the best <laughs> smaller wrestlers ever, Ultimo Dragon, he's on the top 100. He's definitely in the top 10 of, like, you know, you think of like the Rey Mysterios and things of that nature. Ultimo Dragon definitely comes up in your mind. I still remember when he was collecting titles and all of that. Gentlemen, what where, what's your yeah. mindset at? Go ahead, Chris. I'm pissed about this. I oh, am. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, I'm pissed about this. I have Ultimo some, Dragon. Uh, we need to at... get some uh, senior Costanza. I got a bone to pick with you here every yeah. time comes up wait a minute i have ultimo dragon at number 34 on my list i mean you can make it there is a legitimate argument to be made that between can i tell you something chris what out of nine lists out of nine lists he was on two that that, well that's i can't say retarded i got a lot of problems with you people (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna hear about who's the other person that had him on their list andrew (laughs) <laughs> like the fuck, like there's a legit argument to be made that from he like late, missed my cut, like late '96 to maybe about early '99, that Ultimo Dragon was literally the best wrestler in the game. So shame on y'all, shame Do on you y'all. guys. So you I, guys, I, I, go ahead. You guys see Andrew's judgmental album reviews, right? Yeah. On the on the on the network, I texted Andrew today not to volunteer you for anything, but I'd love to give you first crack at writing about this list. How about Andrew's judgmental top 100 of the last? Like, I'd love <laughs> to see an article of Andrew just tear us all apart for why we rated these. Right, Chris? That would be great, actually. Where where was Ultimo Dragon on his list, by the way? Uh, you guys. Oh, uh, that's crazy. So you had him uh, 34th. Yeah. He had him 35th. That's hilarious. Wow. Great pies thing alike, apparently. <laughs> I got to tell you. Yeah. Are you starting to see like how these numbers made, made for so much fun? Rob talked about it. DP's a numerical scientist, Rob, so you guys could probably fucking have the boringest conversation for hours and fucking hours on end. And be fast as fuck with each other, right? <laughs> but I guess you guys can start to see how this was really interesting on how these all these numbers came together um, for me. But uh, go ahead, Ultimate Dragon, Rob, Dan. Oh, boy. To me, all right. To me, he was the guy that could do all the stuff that the other luchadors could do, but I just found him kind of boring. Oh. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, by the time he got to his WWF run, he was way past his prime, and he was never going to get over 
through his verbal skills. That's why he had shout out to Sonny Yodo. Oh way. yeah, but um, it's just yeah. I mean, he could do you know almost everything that Ray and Hoover too and all those guys could do. But to me, he just he didn't have the personality for me, and so I was just like, yeah, okay. DP. Yeah. Uh, it's one I, I kind of forgot about, to be honest with you. And I'll, I'll preface by saying, you know, my list is basically strictly WWE and, and some WCW because that's all I watched. Um, and like Chris, like you said, you know, Ultimate Dragon kind of was generally past his prime when he did his WWE run. And most of the big things he did was not in WWE or anything. You know, so it's. I missed out on that, and that wasn't that was basically the reason he's not on my list is because I just he was not at nowhere near the front of my head when I was coming up with my list because my guys are generally just WWE and some WCW. All right, gentlemen, we're going to keep it rolling because there's going to be much more to talk about as we keep going on here. Uh, I put a little picture out on Twitter. Uh, Rob, flip your microphone up. Yeah, which one of y'all are blending strawberries and making smoothies during the podcast? Oh, and you know what it is? Like, no, I got my, I'm sorry, I got my I got my laptop uh, sitting in my lap, literally, and that's what it is. It was there. We go. Well, no, man, that's not good for the giblets, man. That's like no bullshit, man. That's not good for the giblets, brother. Oh, well, it's sitting on my like further out on my leg, not you know that close up. Okay, okay. but but my headset mic. Chris is really worried about your giblets, Rob. Apparently, <laughs> all right. Hey, no worries, no worries. Hey, we're going to keep rolling. What I wanted to tell you is, follow me at PC Tony on the Twitter, and every week I'll give you a little reminder that we're doing the next set of 10, and maybe, just maybe, the picture that I include in that tweet is someone that's on this list that week, because this week, coming in at number 96, it's none other than one half of the Hollywood Blondes. One of the craziest personas of all time. Brian Pillman. Gentlemen, who wants to start on Brian Pillman? Because I'm so glad he made this list. He, he's he's an underrated wrestler in my mind. I'm pissed at this too, because I had oh. him much higher on my list. I had him, I think, at 63, if I'm not mistaken. I think people y'all missed the flying Brian era. The Flying Brian Air, he was a fantastic athlete and wrestler. Obviously, his work with Stunning Steve Austin as the Hollywood Blondes, that was a high mark as well. Maybe y'all just remember the loose cannon stuff where he kind of got himself over. But, you know, <laughs> wrestling-wise, he just he didn't have it anymore. And it, it's a shame that by the time he got to uh, WWE, he couldn't wrestle anymore because of the fuse, fused ankle. But I, I still, yo, find me a better segment on Raw. The Pillman nine millimeter. Might <laughs> be a better segment, man. And it, it sucks. He was just, you know, he got out of here, you know, way before his time. But I mean, as a wrestler, man, like, yeah, he was innovative. Like he, he almost single-handedly ushered in the Attitude Air. Uh, pretty much, yeah. right? That's the one thing I was talking. I was going to say was the the segment with him and Austin and that whole bit with the gun was enough to make him almost make him on this list. It's, it's, it's so. He was so talented. He was such a good wrestler. You know, yeah, we missed WWE missed out, you know, everything he did in WCW was great. And then, you know, even in ECW and then coming into WWE, just kind of, you know, the injuries got to him there and that kind of sucked. But uh, yeah, just an incredible talent. 
Rob, would you have watched Brian Pillman wrestle a broomstick? Uh, probably not. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, he was—he almost made my list. I—he just barely missed the cut um, because I was shuffling names around at the end, and he's one of the ones that got shuffled off. And now I kind of regret doing that because I think he should be on the list. Um. So I remember flying Brian from WCW, or yeah, and then the matches with Jushin Liger. Those are those are some great matches. Uh, that match they had at Super Brawl too is one of the best opening pay per view matches ever. Still holds up. Um, and in fact, it holds up better now because you know they did a lot of aerial stuff, but they didn't get too crazy, you know, like people do now, and you know. Um, that's the problem, man. Everybody saw all the flippy shit, but they left the psychology on the floor. They didn't realize that there was some psychology that went into the flippy shit. But uh, I'm, okay, that's old man yelling at cloud. I'm done now. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm, I agree with you. And there's you know, and there's you know, timing and when to do the when to do the dive outside, when to not do it, and all that kind of stuff. And now everybody just do everything. And um, but that match is a that was just a great one of the all time. Great pay-per-view openers ever. Um, the Hollywood Blonde stuff was great with him and Austin. And I guess where he kind of, the reason he fell into the shuffle, I guess for me, was because and when you look at it, his prime wasn't really that long. And then unfortunately, he didn't get as high on the card as he was capable. Um, Rick wanted to do a main event program with him, but then, of course, Rick got into it with Jim Hurd and ended up getting fired and all that stuff. It's crazy you bring that up and potentially had where where you're, where you're talking about, but, like, what if he doesn't have that final injury in WWF? Like, he was... he They were on the precipice of his fucking wheelhouse, like you guys brought oh, up, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I he, mean would, he, he would have been right there in the attitude era had oh, the injury sure. not happened. And then, you know, his son now carrying on his legacy, but no one will ever forget him in the Hollywood Blondes. No one will ever forget, like, who he was and his character. And just, I don't know. I I'll, Let's just put it this way. He made five. I'll kind of give a deep dive on a little bit of these guys. He made five out of the nine lists. Glad you talk about where the three of us had him rated. Uh, you had him rated 70 or 60. 63. 63. I, I, yeah, I yeah. pulled my list up. So DP ninety eighth. DP had him ninety eighth, and I had him eighty uh, ninth. So there you go. Rob not rated, but he said he was close. All right, <laughs> we got to keep it moving on. I'm not trying to cut people off. We're just not trying to have a seven hour bandwagon nerds podcast. No offense to Patrick O'Dowd and, and Dave Unger. I keep telling them to go on as long as they can. Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli, fucking clocks in. At number 95, who wants to start off and talk about Claudio and the journey that he's been on and maybe some of the matches he should or could have been in or maybe still will be? Well, I'll, I guess I'll start just by saying it's, he's one of the best athletes you'll see in a ring and can do anything. I mean, that's strength. What's, yeah, that's what's so awesome about him. And he's, you know, as much as people say like he has no character or whatever, I mean, I think he does. I think he's developed it. You know, maybe he started off that way, but the guy is just a force in the ring and is awesome to watch every time. I mean, the the 
deadlift suplexes over the top ropes that he does this the cesaro swing just he can deadlift whatever he wants like and make it look good and make it everything look awesome when he does it and is just smooth with everything he does and i just that's why i had him on my list i, I had him pretty high actually i think i had um 66 had 66 like 66. i think rob you had him uh 59 I think he just got he got handcuffed a bit in WWE. I mean, he made everything he did work. Like him and Sheamus as their tag team, like that. That those physical tag team matches that they had were just fantastic to watch. You know, they just it was just a different style that that bruising style we talked about. You know, with who's responsible for that tag team in that run? You remember? Mick Anybody Foley. remember? Oh, Mick Foley. Bring yeah, the put them together for Platt. Mick Foley, exactly. Yep. That was actually a cool ass story because they did best the best seven. of seven series. Oh, yeah. And nobody yep. won. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I remember doing covering that on this show. And 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 when we heard about it, we're like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And by the third match, we're like, we're idiots. This is fucking awesome. When's the next one? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. I'll just end it, yeah, just by saying phen- he's just phenomenal in the ring. I think he yeah. Didn't catch a break, like a big break in WWE when they they had a good opportunity to do it. Uh, you know, still succeeding now. You know, in AEW, I hope I, I, he's one of the guys I hope they would bring back because I think Triple H could have some big plans for him and do something really good with him in the WWE universe. But and yeah, we'll see where it goes. Interesting, interesting times we live in. Rob, you had him highest out of everybody that had him on the list. He was on more than fifty percent of the list. You had him fifty ninth. I believe that's right. Yep, that's right. Fifty nine. Go ahead, Cesaro, Claudio, Castagnoli, Mike, Mike, check one two. Okay, uh, I had to mute it. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Okay. All right. Um, so I've called him. I've referred to him as a like the Bobby Eaton of the 2010s, basically. Um, just you know, best tag team partner of the last 10 years you know, going um now i didn't see him and chris hero in ring of honor but you know, heard about it but you know i saw him with swagger and then him and tyson kidd is one of my favorite tag teams they you know, oh, yeah uh you know unfortunately their run got cut short but they were really great together and then of course him and sheamus were just awesome together and, and, and you know y'all talked about the story of them coming together as a team and all of that and then um, he also won the tag belts with Nakamura. They had a nice little team too. Uh, Cesaro fit good with anybody. Is you know st- still can fit good with anybody in a tag team. Um, and you know he, again he could do all the things or can do all the things in you know in a wrestling ring. He's also great in those multi-man matches. Uh, that I think it was. Extreme Rules, I think 2016. It was like a four-way Intercontinental title match. It was like him, Kevin Owens, Sammy, and Miz. And that that was just a great match. And so, I mean, he could, you know, he was great as a single. He's great as a single, great as a tag team wrestler. Um, As far as, to me, I think he about reached his proper level in WWE. I know um, he got a pay-per-view main event with Roman Reigns last year. Um, and I don't, I don't think it's so much as him not having a character. It's just, I mean, when, you know, he's not great 
on the microphone and not great. He's not. But that's having a character. That's having uh, character. And being impressionable upon people outside of just inside the wrestling ring because there's a lot of people that they could give a fine fuck about what you're going to call this, you know, uh, drop down, tackle, you know, clothesline, whatever fucking sequence you want to run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, uh, um, because I remember when they were when they were doing the build for that match with Roman, like he cut a promo one week. It was it was not very good, and then from that point forward, like Daniel Bryan was talking for him, like the next couple of weeks. I mean, he was supposed to be a I Heyman mean, guy. With Paul Heyman, that would have been this, the chance, right? This yeah. is likely why he's not on Platt and Mine's list. He was very much considered for Mine Platt. I don't know about you, but there's nothing more than to look and watch, look at him and watch him wrestle. There's nothing else there. Nothing, Chris. So I missed his Ring of Honor run. Honestly, I think his best character was probably his first character when he came in as the the snobby foreigner that could speak five different languages and he would cut promos in those Did different he have languages. A ballet? Did he have yes, a he had yeah. uh, Oscar or not uh, Oscar. Uh, what was uh, her name? Oscar. Thank you, thank you. He had the the foreign babe with him. Like I, I thought that as far oh, as character yeah, dark, goes, uh, black hair, right? Yeah, yeah, I thought that was his best character. Honestly, uh, but obviously it but didn't that was, work out. But then, but then they got Rusev, so they couldn't do that anymore. Yeah, touche, touche. But you know, I he's not on my list, but I can't argue too much for him being on other people's list. He's a damn fine wrestler. Um, we're we're splitting hairs here, and when it came down to my list, I don't think I couldn't definitively say that Cesaro was a better wrestler or made more of an impact than some of the other guys that I had on my list. But I I can't eat anybody's lunch for having them or having him rather on, on their list. Like he's a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. All right. We're going to keep it rolling. We're going to get to number 94. And this is the first person on six out of nine lists. And he comes in at number 94. And we've said for a long, I'm kind of stalling. So DP, I, there he is. I know he's got music for this. Uh, we've always said that if this guy was six foot three, he'd probably be in our top 20 already. And I'm talking about. That's called improvisation, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I'm the MVP. You ain't got it? You ain't got it? No, oh, I have that. I have that. Can I email it to you real quick? You think Black could keep doing the theme until he knows? We're talking about. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll say the two words of his name, and then you guys can rhyme in with the rest. We're talking about Adam Cole, baby. I probably just woke my baby up. Yeah, that was a lot. (laughs) On my list, DP and Platt had him rated the same. Not on Rob's list, Rob. Not an Adam Cole guy. Or consider. No. Um, okay, I do like Adam Cole. Um, I I do like the Undisputed Era and what they did in NXT. But uh, there were 100 people who were, to me, there were more than 100 people who were better, more important, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think that run they had in NXT is kind of, that's his peak. 
but the, you know, his what he's been doing in AEW is you know just not great. Um, and honestly, he's one of those people. He's too small, man. Sorry, you know. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people were worried that Vince would quote unquote ruin him on the main roster. Um, I think that once he had to stand across the ring from Roman Reigns, that would have ruined him just fine. Uh, whether he'd gotten a silly gimmick or not, um, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, we'll always have NXT in the Undisputed Era run, although those 30 minute main events were too much. But, you know, all the other stuff he did there was great. But I just, you know what, over the time, out of all of the people who I've watched over 40, 35 years as a wrestling fan, you know, there are, there are more than 100 people who, you know, I would just put before him, you know. Platt, what do you got? Rob, it's funny, man. I think, like, we, we have similar sensibilities, man, when it comes to wrestling because I'm a sizes as well. I, I got to be honest, man. Like, I, I, I enjoy watching the NBA. Well, Basketball doesn't count. I could watch high school. I could watch pickup games of basketball. I just love the game of basketball. But, you know, the NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, even tennis, these are sports that I enjoy, or, or golf. These are sports that I enjoy watching because I can't do what they can do, and I marvel at what they can do. And I feel like wrestling needs to be the same way. Like, wrestling, everybody's talking about, oh, wrestling's all-inclusive. No, Wrestling needs to be two big meaty men slapping meat. Like it's got to be some gargantuan ass melon farmers. I, it it doesn't work if it looks like I could do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Period. That's not the point. Like you know what I mean? Like that 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 goes against the whole point of the sport, and that's why fewer people are watching now than have ever watched in the history of professional wrestling. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to get on that tangent. The Adam Cole thing, man, I, I feel where you're coming from, Rob. He's a small guy, but I feel like his his NXT body of work, the way that Triple H and those guys were able to position him, yeah, he's small, but at least he was tanning in NXT. And it, he wasn't as <laughs> flippy-dippy. He wasn't as indie-rific in NXT. And he yeah. is a guy that I think if he was my size, I'm 6'2", I think if he was my size, he would have been a main eventer in yeah. WWE. Yes. Now, his, yes. his shit going on in... in uh, all elite wrestling, yeah, he, he's left to his own devices. It's not working out. But in terms of matches, and I just go back to quality of matches, and I did see some of his, uh, I guess you would say, independent work, you know, or, or some of his Ring of Honor work. I, I, I enjoy, for the most part, I enjoy his matches in the ring, and I just felt like he deserved to be on the list. Plus, there's not a whole lot of current guys that I have on my list, so I feel like I had to have some. I think you kind of hit it uh, for me there, Chris. We talked about, you know, when he came, his different body of work, when he came to WWE, where, well, he came to NXT. It was, you know, he did a little bit more different stuff rather than just the indie flipping, whatever, blah, blah, blah stuff. Like, you kind of see how he molded a bit into more of the WWE style, more of, you know, like PC said, if he was, whatever, if he had 50 more pounds on him, you know, he would he could be a big he could be a main event guy he's just too small but you know he you could see that kind of molding away from just doing that indie stuff to more of a you know fitting in as a wrestler as someone who like you said i could walk you know, i look at it and go i could do that i'm just as big as that guy well if he was bigger i think what he was doing in NXT with undisputed era leading that group doing that kind of stuff is what got him on my list cuz 
he is a fantastic wrestler. And I think with the right promotion behind him, you know, can be a big main event guy. He just never, he just doesn't have that. And he doesn't have the size to be, like you said, standing side by side with Roman Reigns. Cause he's going to look, he can step on him, you know? Well, look, Adam needs to, he needs to embrace, he needs to do what I call embrace the cycle. Okay. <laughs> and that means, you know, the cycle is, uh, oh, y- y- y'all had to hear my laugh on that. I laugh uh, how. Because I know exactly what he's talking about. But I'm going to mute myself now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know what I'm If you about. know, you know. <laughs> let, me, let me finish the Adam Cole conversation by giving you a few stats here as far as the lists go. All right. Adam Cole was on six lists. He was on my list. He was on Dan and Chris's list. Dan and Chris both had him rated 86. I had him rated 70th, and so did Steve Cook. Dave Ungar had him rated 69th. Kyle Moores had him rated 87th. So he was, yes. Do you see how, do you see how a lot of these, it's really weird. Like, if you ever get to, I mean, Dan will get to look at this probably much sooner than later. He'll want me to bring the whole thing over and look at everybody's. Uh, but I'll send pictures to you guys on what everybody's list look like. We'll publish that. So it's really fun the way these numbers are coming. Adam Cole, for me, he was a leader of the Bullet Club when the Bullet Club was still a fucking thing, right? And a lot of those guys went on to have success. And some of the work they did in, in, in NXT is some of the best work in professional wrestling history, in my opinion. And I'm the guy who will always say, if Adam Cole was 6'3", he'd be in your top 20. Now we're going to move on because we're going to keep it rolling here because we still want to get to Seinfeld today. And we have three more to discuss. Number 93 coming in 140 points. Big E or Big E Langston, if you will. This gentleman right now, I miss him so much. I hope that he can come back 100 and be able to do what he can do. He was just touching on where he could go within the company, especially being a main event player. They need him right now. What I need is the Big E heel turn on the New Day now. That's how you bring... Come on, Rob. Come on. No, <laughs> don't don't give me that bullshit, Rob. You're fucking banned from... D- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Rob. I kid. I kid. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but I do want to see it. Rob. Baby! Yeah, baby! Uh, or Xavier, not Colby, though. That would be unexpected. Rob, go ahead. Thoughts oh. on Big E. Okay. Uh, not, not my take. Thoughts on Big E. Okay. Uh, he went on my list. Uh, he'll definitely be on. New Day will definitely be on when we do the tag team thing. Uh, for me, it's just that right now his run as a single, unfortunately, got cut short you know, because of an injury. And it's just, you know, longevity is just not there as a single to for me to get top, put him on top 100. But, um, you know, hope not when Woody comes back and he can put some more years together. I would, you know, and he would definitely make it then. I think the amount of charisma he has, you know, the, the fact that he got put together with these guys, with Kofi, just is helping him. NXT run? You know, yeah, the NXT run, the, you know, all the different tag titles they've won, everything they've done together. I, yeah, I agree with you, Rob. Like when we come to a tag team one, like yeah, 
they're they're going to be right up there on the top of the list for sure. Um, and him as a singles, like you said, PC, I think he was just getting to where he could be. You know, we didn't get an opportunity to see just the potential he could do as champion or as, at that high level. So he did, he did so many good things. And, you know, we just, I, I don't think we've seen where he's going to be yet, you know, at, at the end. Because, you know, his runs as IC champions, all the, all the matches he's had, you know, him, him and Roman Reigns, you know, if he could get healthy, obviously him and Roman Reigns would be having some kind of feud going on right now, too. So it just be it, I, I guess I he's on my list. Obviously, he was at seventy eight for me, and I think it was almost at like he could be higher, he could be lower, but we never we just didn't get to we don't know yet. Honestly, <laughs> if he can come back, if he gets back and can be healthy and can have this run again at that level, we can really see where he's going to go. I, I think he I think the opportunity is still there. He's on six lists. You had him. Um at uh, 78 rob you had him at 82 i had him at 73 chris he wasn't on your list uh thoughts on biggie he wasn't on my list i agree with everything that everybody else is saying here his run was just getting started um get get well like fuck wrestling man just get well you know in terms of your health man just get back okay i've heard that he doesn't need to have surgery he's just going to kind of rest even if you've never come back man as long as you have a, a nice quality of life that's really all that matters fuck what we talking about um but yeah his run was just getting started I, i've said this on plenty of podcasts that i've been on i saw big e i saw him as a guy that could have been a, a, a top money player he, he was I, I i'm famous for saying that he was don king and mike tyson rolled into one package and if you you understand what i'm saying then you understand what i'm saying but yeah he was just getting started no shade to him and i'm not going to shade anybody else i'm just happy you know brother i'm not going to shade anybody because a brother made the list so i'm not going to say oh no he should have been there i don't give a damn who it is brother made the list that's all good he wasn't on my list but i'm happy he made the list and i can't argue that so shout out to big e man and, and again get well soon brother all right we're going to move on to number 92 who was in a tie but the other person appeared on more lists. He is the original human highlight reel in wrestling. And he is none other than the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, death-defying maniac known as Sabu. Gentlemen, thoughts on Sabu and the innovative offense that he provided. I mean, I remember watching this guy going, oh, my God. I, like, just like, just like... <laughs> Just like Joey said, oh my god, right? Uh, just yeah, the things, Sabu, oh, things he bad. would do, Chris. No, no, go ahead. The pain he would endure is like Mick Foley-esque. It is Mick Foley-esque. Sabu was dope as fuck, man. And I have him on my list. I just have him a little bit higher. But yeah, Sabu was dope as fuck. And that's all I got. He was dope as fuck. <laughs> Rob? <laughs> okay, so out of all the wrestling that I have watched over the years, I did not watch a lot of ECW. So how did you uh, enjoy Sabu then in that version of WWE's ECW that he participated in? Because you got I, a got a little bit of it, didn't you? Well, actually, I was on I was on a break then, so I didn't see that either. <laughs> um, somebody but, uh, play the somebody oh, somebody play the uh, the crusty. Uh. <laughs> um, 
We kid, Rob. Go ahead. Okay. So, so um, <laughs> you know, um, I didn't see him enough to judge up or down. Obviously, he was one of the most important people in ECW. Um, so he didn't make he didn't make my list because again I didn't see enough of him to really have a up have an opinion up or down. DP. Uh, yeah, just the, I mean, it's for the craziness, right? It's it's not you know he wasn't the he wasn't the guy that was going to have the the Matt Fest wrestling you know show. He was there for the violence. He was there for you know the crazy shit he would do. You know jumping off the top rope into the crowd of the chairs and through the tables and all that kind of shit. And, uh, he was, you know, one that took it to that next level in ECW, you know, he was, you know, one of the originators that did that and, you know, brought a new era of wrestling, you know, at the time when it was doing that turn into more of the, you know, PG stuff, a little more adult stuff. And that was another take on everything and just, (laughs) the the shit you would put your body through was you know at that time was like like whole like you said holy shit like i can't believe somebody's doing this now you'd be like you fucking idiot why would you do that kind of shit uh but it was it was entertaining as hell you know and and everybody ate it up and loved it and and he was he, he was one on the you know the first to do it so he was he was great i'm so glad he made this list because he really is a pioneer in a lot of the things that you see in a lot of indie federations in the, in the, in the nineties. And then, you know, even lower down in the thousands and now kind of resurfacing in some different places, GCW is doing some crazy shit. Um, but yeah, Sabu definitely deserves to be there, but he was tied with the man who was first on this list to make seven out of nine lists submitted. He is currently on one of the best runs in the entire fucking industry. He is more entertaining than a million top fucking 100 comedians on their best day. He is an honorary oos. He's not so generico. He's Sami Zayn. If I go to Sami Zayn. There it is. It's right. amazing. Go to ahead, me. Chris. You can kick it off. Make it happen. It's a it's amazing to me that a guy that is that good on the mic and can emote so much with his face spent so much of his career wearing a goddamn mask. Like, say what you want about Jim Cornette. Go ahead, Sonny. Uh fuck Jim Cornette. But it's been, this it's been motherfucker... entertaining lately, actually. It's funny. I had to, I'm just I saying, actually, but I actually responded to some of his tweets, and I had to like immediately delete him, delete him, because I was like, ah, fuck Jim Cornette. But I'm saying, like, say what you want about it, man. But this motherfucker saw the vision, and he wanted to take the mask off of Sami Zayn way back in ROH. Like he, I mean, motherfucker know what he's talking about, man. Say what you want about him, but the motherfucker knows what he's talking about. Like can I fun fact. Can I give a Sami Zayn fun Go fact? Remember the WrestleMania it. fun facts. Mm-hmm. What was it Mania? What was it Mania? No, Madness? no, they were Platt's facts, motherfucker. But go ahead. No, this is fun though. Now um, ah, you walked into that. Ring the bell. <laughs> Look at him. He's drinking, or if he's fucking laughing his ass off right now. I see you. In 2011, which was a year and a half to two years before Sami Zayn, you know, officially gets 
up with WWE. In 2011, Sami Zayn wrestled for 23 different wrestling promotions. Jesus. Well, yeah, you know. That's called go. That's called going after it. Go get Go get wherever you can go. <laughs> go to cage cagematch.net. You you'd be amazed if you've never been to that web wrestling website. You'd be fucking amazed. Go to Sami Zayn's page and look at 2011 and look at the promotions he wrestled for. Guys, is this guy the most entertaining person in wrestling right now or or what? Somebody. Anybody. He's kind of that that Kurt Angle character to Stone Cold. (laughs) Yeah. That's about it. Go ahead, Rob. Come on. That's why it's funny. Oh, because, uh, yeah, I'd say, I mean, he definitely is. And, well, I mean, what he's doing this year is just proof that you don't have to go out, out there and, you know, kill yourself, you know, doing crazy high spots, all other type of nonsense, you know. Um, and it's funny because, look, I'm one of those people who kind of, you know, you know, listens to that. I, I listen to but too, too much cornet also um, <laughs> um, hey man th- this is a safe space i too am a, am a black man that listens to <laughs> cornet. it's a safe space <laughs> it's okay this is a safe space <laughs> I mean, like, it's okay <laughs> My woman even loves Cornette's crazy ass. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is the same space. Man, you know. Um, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I guess when the crowd keeps fucking booing Vicky Guerrero, you just let them keep booing, right? <laughs> We we're having a moment right here. Y'all don't get it, but we're having a moment right now. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No no! I get it. Um, you know, uh, All I could say is the Miz was number one eleven years ago. So let's not um, go there. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh man! Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sammy Zane, ladies and gentlemen. DP, why don't you jump in there while these two guys collect? You guys sound like Satchel McFlippins after we went on got high by the dock and then we went back into the bar and he couldn't stop laughing, so he had to put his head down. DP, that's a true story. Why don't you go ahead? Wow. Yeah. Ask Tommy about that next time. I mean, everything from you know, his when he started I mean, obviously the the Ring of Honor stuff and and everything before that, but for me it was when he, you know, came into NXT was a great character. Kevin Owens comes in. They have they start this feud that literally hasn't ended basically, which is just phenomenal, you know, kind of stuff. And another guy that's just in in a sense, you know, without reinventing himself, re- kind of reinvented himself or reinvigorated things and finds a way to be entertaining and to you know, be relevant and to continue to make that character excellent. And he's great in the ring, and it's one of those, yeah, just all around 
talented guys. And I think PC said it the other week, you know, there's a reason Sami Zayn never left, you know, when they talked about guys who were going to leave or maybe possibly moving on when his contract was Why? Because he's awesome. He doesn't have to be in the main event. Yeah. What do you mean? You're more important than everybody else. You're in the fucking biggest storyline in the world. Yeah. Yeah, and I just... um... That was one of the funniest things that the, these idiots wanted him to go back and do in like, you know, ladder wars and, and shit. Right. I mean, I do mean, do that yeah. shit to get the WWE. Like you said, so Rob, you can have this kind of fun and have a match with Johnny Knoxville and call it your Magnus Opum and make fucking a million dollars that night. Give me a fucking break. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Like you said, Rob, probably, probably you don't like need to be, but whatever. you know, for you don't have to do all the crazy shit. You know, there's a guy who doesn't have to do all the crazy <laughs> shit. And he's and he's that damn good. He's smart. He's smart. All right, gentlemen, that was a lot of fun. Um, one guess each. Uh, each give me one name who you think is in the eighty-one to eight to ninety realm. Um, one guess. Just give me one name. I'll, I'll I won't say anything until I get them all. Um, one person you think is ranked eighty-one to ninety on this list. Uh, Chris. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll let Rob go last. DP after Chris. Well, I just wanted to quickly give a shout out to to Cole Scorpio because I know he wasn't on anybody else's list but mine. I had him at number ninety four, and he's a guy that he was also very influential to the the style of wrestling that we we see today. And I I just wanted to pay homage to him. Uh, um, he somebody... came in like he came in like one ninety something. Okay, cool. But shout out to to Cole Scorpio. <laughs> um, but that's a, the two, not a T double O. One guess, I'm going to say Dustin Rhodes. Okay. Uh, gold gold dust? I said what I said, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, same guy. Like, you know, different toilets, same shit. So. Dan, do you have a big soliloquy about uh, uh, Too Cold Scorpio as well, or just got a name? You better, motherfucker. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 Shout out to Mark Marrow for almost making my list. Uh, I'll go with thought Platt would have thought he contributed to the minority percentage, but not the most. <laughs> Ernest the Cat Miller did not make my list either. Listen, when Sable got them boxing shorts out, she was just as surprised as you were. All right, Dan. <laughs> Wow. I'll uh I'll pick I'll go with That's funny, I don't care who we are. I'll Wait, go with our truth. I think our truth. Hold on. Hey guys, did you Sorry, what? Sorry. Our truth, you said Our Truth, Ron Killings, whatever you want to call him. K Quick. K Quick. Remember when we saw K Quick? We saw K Quick Labor Day two thousand. The return of Triple H on Raw. Anyway, we were there. Rob, uh go ahead. Alright, somebody in the eighties? Uh, Finn Balor. All right. So the answer to all of the people you guys have said is tune in next week to the DWI podcast to see who's 81. Chris, you had to know this was coming. DP, not surprised. Rob, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Bullshit. Um, But just go ahead and think in your head. Who is your – go make your top 100. Email it to me at PCTunny or just PCTunny at thechairshot.com or, you know, at me. Tell us what's going on. We're trying to get Andrew Ball's – I butt chug salt water all the time, Belaz, to uh, maybe write a judgmental review of, of this list because he submitted one. It's a little different. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. 
I mean it in an Asian way. Um, he'll he'll get that. Uh, Chris is, is fucking losing his shit right now. He, Chris, you might have just pissed your pants. Um, DP, go to commercial before I keep talking. DWI Podcast 341. Rob, the motherfucking genius, is with us. We'll be right back with some Seinfeld. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Oh, yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy on him. The bug boy. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're going to break his maiden. Really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? All right, uh, 600 Papernick to win. Yes. They still have no pitching. Gooden's a question mark. You don't recover from those rotator cuffs so fast. I'm not worried about the Mets pitching. They got pitching. They got no hitting. No hitting, they got hitting. Bonilla, Murray, they got no defense. Defense, please. They need speed. Speed? They got Coleman. They need a bullpen. Franco's no good? They got no team leaders. They got Franco. What they need is a front office. But you gotta like their chances. I love their chances. Tell you what, if they win the pad this year, I'll sit naked with you at the World Series. It's a deal. Welcome back, DWI 341. It's Seinfeld time, everybody. Season 3, episode 13, The Subway. You just heard two infamous clips from this episode. I told you, now we're 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 in the thick of it. Like, soak up the aju, grab the biggest fucking piece of bread you can because there's plenty of sauce that you want to get down your gullet uh it, it just tastes so fucking good right now you have the the epic kramer making the kramer got paid what 18 grand on that fucking bet by the way 30 to 1 600 down that's 18 grand F, uh, uh, btw uh we'll get to that jerry can't stay the fuck awake on the subway and ends across from a naked guy and they just talk sports so those are two iconic conversations the father was a mutter. The mutter was a mutter. The whole foreshadowing of the Mets to be more involved in this show to come. Um, Elaine, a, a very progressive storyline for Elaine. And cheers to Seinfeld for that. And then George. Only George, guys. Let's start there. Oh, Chris. Have you guys ever seen the movie Derailed with yeah. um, with uh, uh, Cloud? Owen, Jennifer Aniston, uh, the, the the bad guy from Ocean's Twelve and Exhibit. Have y'all ever seen that? Like it, it basically played out the same way that this show played out with George getting robbed. You know what I mean? Some yeah, some woman on the subway couldn't possibly be interested in him, but he doesn't know that, and he, he then. She, he gets robbed for $8, which, of course, he did. How disappointing George. for her. She wasted her whole morning. That's she wasted her whole morning. Yeah. She wasted her whole morning with this Vic. You know, be plotting out this Vic and, and this Mark for 8 bucks. I I'm, I feel bad for her, quite frankly, because George should have known better. Oh, my goodness. Rob, right. what do you think? Yeah, Rob's a, let me preface it. We'll get to Dan uh, last year, but on, on George. Uh, Rob. Rob, I, I, I messaged Rob. He, he got me the list. I'm like, hey, man, 
come on right away. Let's let's go. And uh, I'm like Seinfeld. You can you well, you want to ch- check it out? You don't have to. He goes, oh no, I, I I've seen some, um, but I'm a bigger Curb fan. Chris, Rob's a Curb might have to. It, we got another ep- season of Curb <clears throat> up, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Larry David More. confirmed that there's going to be another all season. Right. Yes, then we best show do, all we time as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Best show ever. Okay, yeah. then the three of us, it's on the docket. We're going to do something for the next season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So, preface Rob as a Larry David slash Jerry Seinfeld fan. There, Rob, your thoughts mm-hmm. on the subway? Okay, well, my favorite one was was George. Yeah, my favorite one was George, oh. um, because um, the whole time I was wondering, I was like, okay, where is this going? Like, all right, so. He starts perpetrating like he's not unemployed, and <laughs> right, and then you know, the, then you know, the woman starts bears the bulls, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Legit going to a job interview too. That's great. <laughs> right. IBM, IBM, up a quarter point. There you go. Yeah, and then so I'm like, okay, where's this going? And then you know, he goes back to the room with her, and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking, okay, well, there's no way this doesn't go bad for him some kind of way. <laughs> Right. Whatever goes and good. Then, Why does George right. ever have anything good happen? Right. And so you know he's he's you know he's doing the classic overthinking. You know, you know should I take you know should I stay dressed or not? Whatever, blah blah blah. And then, so and when so when she first comes out of the, the bedroom and she's got her you know nightgown on and all, I figured okay he's just, he's just, he's about to talk himself out of getting laid, right? On, this is a chance for this is a chance for everybody to say negligee. Oh, negligee. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. I like it. I even throw to your So I thought this was just going to be one of those classic, you know, him talking himself out of getting laid, basically, by just turning right. off. He tried yeah. real hard with trying to, oh, I'll just take my shoes off and sit on the bed. I guess I'm coming. <laughs> right. And then so she puts the handcuffs on him. I'm like, oh, okay then. <laughs> but then, you know, when she gets up to leave, when she comes back out with her clothes are back on, and I just, I just bust out laughing. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> oh man, only George, right? And, and then she goes to his wallet and he always got eight dollars. Oh my god! I wasted your whole my whole morning on you, Dan. What did you think of the George situation? And and and. Right after you get into that, take us into the fact that we got four separate storylines. Yeah, this is like the one time, uh, kind of overall, that uh, George's uh, lack of money and, and everything and never carrying cash or whatever turned out He's to be lost. a positive. I mean, he it's lost the suit. Ginsburg. He lost the suit, though. Uh, so, you know, there, there's that loss. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's it's again, another yeah, it's another just George losing. I mean, it's just a constant continuation of a story between him never being able to to get ahead or, or get a win. He has a great shot. At a, he has got a job interview. He could go to, to get this job, an opportunity to start making money again. And instead, he walks away with this prostitute or so whoever's going to try and rob him. You know, like, <laughs> what the fuck, George? Okay. Uh, Chris will be on his third pair of pants by the time you hear him again. Uh yeah, I'm just saying, man. Don't don't never turn down the money for, for the pussy, man. It never goes well, and George is the prime example of that. But they, uh, you know, they literally, you know, this episode begins. You know, they're on, they're getting on this train. Well, they they're sitting at the the you know restaurant, but they get on the train, and then 
you know, you see them get off the train and they all go their separate ways and the storyline start, which is really cool. You know, they all kind of hung a stab there for a second, didn't know what to say to each other and just went, all right, and all walked off, <laughs> which and, was kind of And in fun. a very Seinfeld way, there is no, like, goodbyes. No. You know, there's no... they're all terrible ple- people. There's no pleasantries. There's no pleasantries on Seinfeld. Right, they're all How terrible people. Right? Well, <laughs> and that's what, and it continues. Let's let's get into another storyline, another one that we didn't have a soundbite for. And Elaine is going to a girlfriend's of hers wedding, and it happens to be a lesbian wedding. And the inter- there's two things I love about Elaine and her story. And the first one is the interaction with which it seems like to be the Italian mom riding the subway by herself who's done it for 40 years and is shocked that women would get married in the early 90s, right? This is a supremely like forward storyline back then i would say i I don't remember i guess like we're on the precipice of will and grace and the and ellen degeneres show right or or ellen um on nbc i don't remember but it's just it's just a funny thing to see like that was a shocking thing like you've rode the subway in new york for 40 years and you're shocked that two women want to get married to me that's absolutely ridiculous now the funniest part about Elaine's whole thing and what I almost had as our soundbite is her underlying monologue in her mind while she's waiting for the stop subway to get her to this wedding because she is the best man. Rob, this is like reminds me of why she's an SNL great and her comedic genius, because, you know, she had that whole thing recorded and knew exactly how she was going to react to each word going on, I think. Maybe it was vice versa, but she's fucking brilliant. Oh, yeah. And uh, actually, I, it's funny because I just finished watching Veep, you know, I, all the way through. Great Fantastic. Show. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and to me, like the part, you know, when she's talking to the, the lady on the subway, I, <laughs> I was just laughing at that whole thing, the way that turned out. And yeah, I was, I mean, I, I was surprised really. Because again, this was the early 90s. That'd be like 93. 93. Yeah, and so them just kicking that around like it's no and like it was no big deal, right? Because um, back then, I mean, shoot, that was still a pretty taboo. I think subject. it was pretty much just Magic Johnson uh, <clears throat> talking about you know homosexuality and and like you know and it, it, there wasn't even an LGBTQ situation, right? That was right. like the only. Um, you know, well, non-heterosexual think, thing going on that, that had a storyline to it. Didn't 90210 have a storyline with a with a gay character or something like that? I I, I feel like there were you know pockets, but it I'm was obviously it, it wasn't as prevalent as it is yeah. now. That me too. That's why I said yeah. 90210. Oh, I, I feel like they had a, a storyline with a, a gay character, but no. But you're right. It wasn't. It clearly wasn't. Obviously, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So uh, yeah, I didn't mean to cut anybody off. Oh, no, no problem. Yeah. So um. Yes, yeah, so, I mean that really just it surprised me that they, <clears throat> again, that they did just so casual about it because in early '90s it was, I mean, that like it was still a pretty taboo thing. So you know, shout out to them for just going into it and not being like heavy handed about it either, right? And it's, funny. it's like they 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 treated the comedy the same way. They 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 delivered the lines that you know like it, it was casual it, it and it like fit they, in. Right, I mean, it, yeah, it, it wasn't forced. I right. guess that's what we're all saying, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, that that was the great thing about Seinfeld because they they tackled a lot of things, but it was unjust. So and but it wasn't like you said, it wasn't forced, it wasn't heavy handed. It's just you know what I mean. But it, yeah, okay, I'm done. Please continue. Yeah. And like you said, the whole that's thing. Seinfeld. Was the, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and of course, she, you know, she ends up missing the wedding because you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Oh man. It, it's, but it's I, a great, I love. Go ahead. Yeah, Chris, talk about the monologue she has in her yes. own mind. Yes. Oh my God, I love the inner monologue. I think that might have been other than the 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 end when the Kramer thing, which we'll get to that. But this might have been my second favorite thing of the whole episode. She she's having this whole inner monologue. Wonder, like that's just. That's I wonder a, if she won an Emmy that year. To to quote Michael Cole, "Vintage white woman." Like she's going through all these changes in her mind and looking around at everybody thinking somebody's going to get her and nobody's even paying her any attention. They're, everybody's just pissed because the train's not moving. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's if anybody's been even on top of that too. If you've ever been like claustrophobic or in you know in a in a situation like that, that's exactly what's going through your mind. Is just like, fuck. Are we just when are we going to start moving? Okay, it's going to start moving now, now. And it's like you know. It's been like five seconds, but to you in your head, when you're going through all these things in your head, it feels like it's been, you know, a half an hour. And you're like, when the fuck are we going to start moving or doing this? You know, it's yeah, it's classic. It's such a great bit sitting there, you know. Well, she doesn't win an Emmy till 95 or a Golden Globe uh, or a Screen Actors Guild till 97, 98 till the end of the series. But definitely laying the groundwork for her amazing character. Jerry just falls asleep uh, on the subway, guys, and we just watch him comedically <laughs> try to find a way to sit on the chair. Um, and then the guy across from him ends up naked, and they talk about New York Mets baseball. And then they go to Coney <laughs> Island, and you wouldn't believe the number of hot dogs this guy put away, DP. He wanted somebody to ride the cyclone with, and who else better than... Yeah, no uh, one would go. And no one no. wanted to go with him. <laughs> and here he is, falling asleep, and it's French funny. Fries. Every uh Like, every scene, they pop back to showing Jerry uh, and this guy, and him, you know, Jerry's starting to fall asleep. You just see the crowd start to move further and further away behind him, because this fucking dude sitting over there <laughs> is starting to drop trow and get naked. <laughs> and... For some reason, Jerry just, uh, you know, that happened, you know, like, yep, that's a normal day on the subway. And he just starts chatting it up with this guy because what else are you going to do? You know, <laughs> he clearly needs a friend, I guess. Well, he, he drops the newspaper and Jerry's like, no, 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 no. I'll I got that. It. I got that. Oh, are you yes. ashamed? Wow, I'm not ashamed of my body. Well, you should be. Well, well you should be. That's the problem. <laughs> and, and that's the problem. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead. No, and shout out to to the naked guy, man. He's a he's the quintessential that guy. I remember he was uh, Leah Remini's dad in Saved by the Bell. Yeah, and I've yeah, seen him in some other stuff. He's been on a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he, yeah. yes at the fucking uh, 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 beach, the resort. beach resort. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God! Ring the bell for Saved by Leo the Bell. Tarosi. I'm you, in seven bell. years, we're gonna start covering Saved by the Bell after Seinfeld. We only got like we only got like 16 years to go. <laughs> Rob, six thoughts. Six years, Bash gonna take my place, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was just hilarious when Je- the, the way Jerry was just falling asleep, like he just didn't give a damn. <laughs> and <laughs> Oh, and then yeah, then you know the guy sitting across from him, and then the guy just 
Yeah, he's. He... How about how about the baseball conversation though? Isn't that like any two fans of a team they disagree on like every little thing back and forth, even though they agree, and by the end they're like, "We got no chance." But we got a chance, right? Oh yeah, we, we got a chance. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, and uh, yes, and it's it was just it was hilarious. And in fact, they end up going to Coney Island together. Right. <laughs> on the cycle. My favorite is to get off. And it's all fog. You can't even see what the fuck is going on. And Jerry's yeah. like, French fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man. All right. Let's get let's get to Kramer and his problem with gambling. And Rob, I mean, have you ever been a gambler? Have you ever bet on anything? Can you relate to his like hearing this information on the subway that no one else has and knows about? And then the comedic back and forth that we played to begin this segment where the father was a mutter, the mutter was a mutter. Yes, yes. And, you know, they begin the episode with Jerry having to pay with the pay for the bill because they know he's highly successful and makes way more money than them. And, it, you know, it's just like, hey, yeah, you can afford this. We're not. And they're gone before he even has it. And then the look that Jerry and Elaine give each other when Kramer pulls out the stack. And just, and starts, just like, boom. Ah, boom, I'm fucking Kramer. Your thoughts on gambling the monologue before the bet and the diner okay so um well the, the part the opening part of the diner was funny when they just got up and left jerry and you know yeah and just all three of them back yeah. to her, two steps from the door you got just while went, he turns around and it's like they're hey, out hey. <laughs> that part and uh fortunately you know uh gambling has not been legal in maryland has just got legalized recently but they still haven't finished setting up the sports book and all of that so I, i've been saved from turning into a degenerate but <laughs> there are ways give it time rob give it time. <laughs> I, I mean maybe you're maybe you're just you know keeping your cover there and it's actually you know yeah, there's ways but anyway you can go on to the next part if you want yeah and then you yeah, but the whole thing about fathers and mother and all that i mean i was just rolling through all of that and then i thought yeah, I thought he was gonna. I thought he was losing the first because he was freaking out like it just wasn't gonna just go. And then the thing turned around. He's a jockey, dude. He's like, oh, he grabbed the. He I grabbed. bet that's where Kevin. That's where Kevin Nealon got it from, right? For, yeah, for and uh, doing the bowl dance, and then, and then, and then the part after that, you know, where he sees the shady looking dude, and then the guy starts chasing oh, him on the subway. Yeah, the, yeah, the blind. Uh, violin player yeah, bring it back around player. to yeah. George. Yeah. To George, bring it back around to George's yeah. lack of tipping. He's the only one. I'm sorry, I can't. This I can't carry change in these pockets, and he wouldn't tip the guy. He's not really blind. <laughs> but George, yeah, George, he right. he's not really yeah. blind. George, yeah. be knowing. Yeah. At the same time, he gets mugged in a hotel and handcuffed. <laughs> right. That's exactly. He <laughs> don't know shit. Comedy. That Seinfeld right there. Booyah, yeah. I'm glad we got to that. That, you, that can't be missed. That yeah. can't be fucking missed. Right? He knew the blind guy wasn't blind, but he George was too blind. But, but you put a skirt it. put a skirt in front of him. Of <laughs> yeah, I mean look, hey well look, um, that's a common mistake for us guys, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Blinded. Is <laughs> liter- he was He's literally all- blinded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was wrapped uh, up like a dude, uh, another runner of the night. Yeah. No, oh, man. But yeah, the part where the guy was chasing him on the subway, and he, that was just hilarious. Oh, oh, man. Especially since the guy, you know, the guy saw him at, at the 
at the bookie place and, he, and, and, and he's flashing his cash right it's like eh? yeah. he turns around like yeah i got all this money oh shit all right gentlemen i gotta cut the conversation off here we've had way too much fun today this is how these shows are gonna go they're gonna be fucking filled with unbelievable conversations because we're still gonna cover seinfeld we're gonna continue on our road to the number one on the chair shot top 100 presented by the dwi podcast and of course we're always going to have wrestling thoughts aj Belaz should be back with us next week i'm fairly certain i don't know if there's going to be trivia folks we may not have time for that maybe we have a lightning round kind of thing but it's time to go today rob thank you for coming on thank you for contributing uh tell us everything you got going on where people can find you okay so of course i'm on the mindless wrestling podcast with dj and jay on ShareShot Radio Network. You can hear us every week. Um, you can find me on Twitter at R-B-O-N-N-E-1. Uh, you can, I have my own little website, robsagenius.com. Robsamotherfuckinggenius.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you can, find, you can find me in all those places. And also, any. I am a pretty much a whore of a podcast guest. If you have a podcast and, and you're looking for a guest, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to come on if I'm available. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> DP, what's crack lacking besides just trying to put stuff away still probably, I would imagine, for fuck's sake. Don't try to open a checking account, and you can follow me all <laughs> over the world by social media interwebs. Best way to miss lunch on your day off at the bar is open the checking account. <sighs> Seriously. Don't go at lunchtime, apparently, yeah. That was two and a half hours, not well spent. Uh, edits me, DPP. Tuesdays. 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 Go on Tuesdays? Yeah, not Friday. Don't yeah, go on Fridays. Friday. Oh, clearly not. I don't know. Anyways, add it to me, DPP, all over the social media interwebs. And uh, make sure you're following this show at Podcast DWI and on Facebook.com slash DWI Podcast. Christopher Platt. Hey, man, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. More importantly, make sure you support the movement known as TheChairShot.com by going going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt please and thank you thank you and please and make sure you check out the uh, triple g canelo alvarez fight this weekend the first two were classics i have no reason to believe that this third one isn't going to be a classic as well all right presented by modello probably probably (laughs) either modello or tecate (laughs) <laughs> no man those are two of the biggest names of boxing i guess tyson fury has actually signed on to fight anthony joshua in november so really thought he was done yes sir oh he's yes, going about the floor up with him but you might as well pick that money up on the ground i am, I am your resident max kellerman not in the bad way in the boxing way um, so how long until uh, tyson fury takes the fed money i thought that's where we were heading when i he thought stops, we were heading towards him and mcintyre when he, when he stops when he stops making eight figures boxing. Because you know he's pulling in at least $10 million for this fight, regardless of what happens, right? He's the champ. He's probably getting 20 or 30, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. All right. Follow me at PC Tony. Follow this show, like DP said, at Podcast DWI. At Chairshot NFL. That's a thing. Uh, Bandwagon Nerds, Mindless Wrestling Podcast, Outsider's Edge is back. That's phenomenal. There's so many things going on. Chairshot Radio Network, Greg DeMarco Show, uh, 
hashtag Miranda show. I mean, there's just tons of stuff there for you. Uh, tons of content to consume. Roll that Greenwich reggae DP for me, if you will. Uh, next week we go 81 to 90 on the top 100. And I just want to let you know for now, you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as D the chair shot.com always use your head you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.